Hello and welcome to Macintosh and Mod Haven't Seen What? The podcast where Macintosh and Mod force each other to watch movies they should have already seen. I'm David, aka Macintosh. And I'm Diana, aka Mod. What are we watching this week? Oscars, everybody. We just got back from watching it from our secret location. Yes, we still have our tuxedo shirts on. Uh, There's a picture of it on our Instagram if you want to see us, because we are formal, but we are here to party. All right, so let's get the most important part out of the way. I won! I won by one point, but I won. Uh, It came down to director and best picture Mm -hmm. at the end, and... It wasn't until after we got all the math done that we realized I had to run both of those categories in order to take it. Mm -hmm. And I lost on Best Director. Yep. And we'll get into the winners and all that, but Mm -hmm. you know. I won by one point. I had a 21 and you had a 20. Yep. Where I I did not take first or second place with my Best Actress. But neither did I, so that really didn't make anything up. All right, well, let's jump through the nominees. We'll go quick and we'll talk about... Some of our best speeches and best presenters. Our bits as we go through the awards. Right, because those will pop up. All right, so we're starting at the very bottom of our list. Uh, short film animated was Dear Basketball. Man. Kobe Bryant has an Oscar now. I feel weird about this. Super alleged rapist Kobe Bryant? Yeah. Yes. It's a real not great move. And also, it's a pretty shoddy piece of filmmaking like mm-hmm. it was sketch drawings that they basically animated okay, it's animated it's st- it's an art form i don't want to i don't want to debate the art form we haven't seen the movie i have oh you do watched it and again like i say it's like somebody drew in a sketchbook and made a flip book out of it it's not as good as the other stuff out there okay well it's weird that kobe bryant has an oscar and he did not know what to do with an expe- acceptance speech so whatever he shouldn't have been up there giving one <laughs> Uh, next is short film live action, uh, The Silent Child one. Story about a deaf girl. This was one of the two front runners in the category, so mm-hmm. not a surprising one, but neither of us picked that to win. Yeah. So, you know, it was what it was. Documentary okay. short subject. Uh, Heaven is a Traffic Jam on the 405 one. Neither of us picked that. We both had heroin. Uh-huh. Um, this film does look very interesting, so I'm I'm curious to watch it. But what was great about this was who the presenters were. Oh, that's right. Both this and the live subject. This is hands down the best presenters of the night. Best best presenters. After we got done with what was a fun bit but went too long. Mm-hmm. Tiffany Haddish and Maya Rudolph. Holy shit, guys. They come out holding their shoes, which was a lovely Jimmy Choo commercial. <laughs> you can see that label. Yeah, they're just hilarious and fun. And everyone is talking about they need to be hosting something. They really need to do the Golden Globes because they need to make fun of TV and film people. Uh, visual effects went to Blade Runner. We both picked that. Moving on. <laughs> film editing went to Dunkirk. Uh, I won this one. I lost. I had picked Baby Driver. Production design. The Shape of Water one. Nobody had this one, but I'll give them credit. This no, was... Not mad. This was a fantastic... A fantastical world also built around the the 50s, 60s. So it was both historical and its own little universe. 
they weren't drawing off of pre-existing information. Right. They had to start from scratch. Just the time period. Correct. Uh, then we get into cinematography. Blade Runner. This is where you got one of your first big I points. Won, I won, I won, And you were right. You, you nailed that one on the head. Mm-hmm. Costume design. Phantom Thread. Yes. Which also, he's the winner. He won the jet ski for the evening. Right at the beginning of the show, Jimmy Kimmel announces that we aren't going to cut you off, but mm-hmm. whoever gives the shortest speech wins a jet ski, which is being modeled by Helen Mirren. Mm-hmm. Helen Mirren is not included. No. Uh, yes. And in case of a tie, it goes to Christopher Plummer. <laughs> uh, so, yes. Mark Bridges mm. wins the jet ski. Yeah. So well done by him for the 36 second acceptance speech. Good job. Uh, makeup and hairstyling, Darkest Hour. That was, that was no contest. Sound mixing and sound editing. Sound mixing went to Dunkirk. Got that one. And sound editing went to Dunkirk. Should have stuck with that one. I got that one. I made a real bad choice on that. <laughs> I thought Baby Driver would have gotten sound mixing, but it went to Dunkirk. Yeah. Nah, it was, it was Dunkirk all the way, and the sound was impeccable in that movie, mm-hmm. so. Original song goes to remember me. Woohoo! Sufjan Stevens was pissed. Yeah, he threw a little hissy fit. Now, he didn't do it like in front of everyone. He just had the unfortunate not a not a person accustomed to being on the camera during he the awards. He did not practice his gracious loser face. No, he was no. he was cursing under his breath the whole time. So, while we're here, we need to discuss the performances of said songs. Because I think you could have announced a different winner based on those performances. Uh, I would have given it to A Mighty River. Yes, I would have. Uh, Mary Jane Blinds killed it. She did. With uh, real emotion in her voice. Beautiful. She was she was a little unsteady at first, and that's not about her voice. She could tell there's like I'm performing in front of millions of people on live different. television. Well, and she's performed I mean, she's certainly performed she's done MTV awards. She's, she's been Grammy. on the Grammys. She's but, been everywhere. Um But this is such a personal song this for her. Is, this is a different audience. Oh yeah. This is not a music audience. So it's different. And I get that and I no shade at all. No. She was amazing. Can I give you my number two performance? Uh, yes, I think it will be the same one for me. Sufjan. Oh, really? Sufjan's performance was impeccably good. It uh, really was. Uh, I think you're giving him too much credit for his jacket. Well, the jacket is amazing. I think amazing. you're giving it too much Because I, can't, I believe that I would have seen the exact same performance from him in any other avenue. In any other instance, it would have been the exact same thing from him. I'll give you credit. The set design, which we'll talk about later, was not hurting either. No, they changed for each one of these songs. Uh, they 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 made a different background, a different setup, which is great. That's not unusual at no. the Oscars. Um, this is a production. They really went for it with his, and so it was beautiful. And they he popped out from the stage, from the floor, which was a little different. What, it what, served him the best. But what I really liked about his performance to me was that that song seems a little distant when you just hear the, the song itself. Mm-hmm. I felt seeing him perform it, you could feel the, the personal connection to it a little more. I would agree with that. There was there was more emotion in how he was singing it and some delicacy in what he was giving. I really liked it and but, how he performed it. But see, I don't think it elevated the song any more than it was in the film whereas i believe the performance of stand up for something was a million times better 
than what we listened to. It was better st- staging. They he, they did a different uh, uh, different lines for Common. Yes, which were much better. Uh huh. Um, unbelievable. Andre Day sounded amazing. She always sounds amazing. Though. Okay, well, more so. I got more out of it, more emotion. It was a wonderful performance. The song, the song as produced, is more of a march and more produced and overcompressed. Mm-hmm. Hearing it live opened it up in the yes. room and made it feel a lot bigger. Mm-hmm. And they were using live instrumentation behind it, which, which I helps. think fed it, it a little bit better. Then we have This Is Me. It was so bad. It was so bad. It it was bad. She she was all over the place. She she you couldn't she hear did not any perform well. Um, um, and I I know she has the chops. So I, I I'm just I'm I'm gonna give it. A, I'm just gonna give her a pass like we did for Adina Menzel when John Travolta fucked her over when she sang Let It Go. I don't think it was that. She got way too over emotional with the song and then just stopped singing halfway it, through. It, it was just bad. And the song's bad to the begin orchestration, with. Orchestration, the dance, the whole presentation of that song was horrible. Yeah, but it wasn't the worst performance of the night. What was the worst performance? The song that wound what? up winning. Okay. Remember this, me. This remember me one, which of course it was lovely, but the way they presented it was such an insult to that song. They went with the single. Well, they started they well. S- they started with a Gael Garcia Bernal, um, which okay, he did actually sing his part in the movie. That's wonderful. And people are you know making jokes about his voice, and I was like, I get it, but it's, Gael's really up there doing it. That's pretty awesome. It. And, you know, he, he gives it that emotional weight, which I do love. And here's the, then what happens. They open it up and they perform the single version and they don't perform a good cut no. of the single version. We've heard part of the single version mm-hmm. and it's not great, but it's a Disney single. It's a serviceable yeah. Disney single that's, you know, got just sort of a loping rhythm to it. Mm-hmm. They're completely off rhythm. Yep. There's nothing to it. Miguel's barely singing. He looks like he he was practicing. He, he didn't, didn't give know a where shit. his mar- he no, he did not give a shit. So then there's this woman who's singing up uh, what's her name? Natalia Lafourcade. Okay, she sounded lovely. Yes. Beautiful. Singing in Espanol. Uh and she's dressed up in some very traditional Mexican costuming. costuming. Uh, there's mariachi dancers, or there's Mexican dancers behind. They've got the Day of the Dead stuff. And it's beautiful. But Miguel, the guy who's singing the single, is horrible. He tanks the whole fucking song. They, this is the worst representation I've seen of what is the best song. Mm-hmm. They should have had either Benjamin Bratt or the the kid who plays Miguel in the movie. I cannot, I don't remember what his name is either. Um, but... Anthony Gonzalez? Yes, there we go. Um, They should have had him singing with this woman in Spanish, the Ernesto de la Cruz version, and have it open up into this beautiful, like, I mean, it was a beautifully staged song, and then transition into Gael Garcia Bernal singing the more emotional version of it. And that would have packaged it in such a more beautiful way and really done a better service to the song because they really fucked this over. Yep. It was like they said, we're winning. We don't care. Like It, it does happen. I like, know. Let's be but real. I, I mean, I know, but it's wrong. Yeah, they should have given it to Mary J. Blige for bringing it out of the house. When it comes to performance, Mary J. Blige wins. Mm-hmm. But um, we're very happy that the Lopez has won. They are adorable. They brought their daughters as their dates. And 
Okay, as they're leaving the stage, you see Kristen Anderson Lopez point at her children and say, you stay in your seat. We'll be there in a minute. <laughs> like, Because their children aren't like 16, 17. I believe they're like 11 and 13. Oh, they so showed a like, picture of them in the audience. They're it's, kids. It's precious. And I was just like, she is all mothers. <laughs> it's just so cute. I loved it. Best original score. Shape of Water. Yeah, we both had this one. I mean, there's nothing there. Enter to Splow. Shut up, all you Johnny Greenwood fans. Would have been really funny if Johnny Greenwood won that. <laughs> Horrible. He was there. I did see him back behind Paul Thomas Anderson in the curve, so that was fun. Eh, whatevs. It's just fun to see him around there. It's kind of cool. Okay. Foreign language film. A Fantastic Woman. We both called that. That's but... We're going to have to go see this one now. Yes. And Daniela Vega was gorgeous. She, I loved her dress. Yes. Uh, documentary feature. Icarus. One. Icarus. Uh, so we both lost on this one. So if you're interested, Icarus, just as you know, is about the Russian doping scandal mm-hmm. uh, during the Olympics and uh, specifically getting in touch with the man who ran the whole thing. Mm-hmm. So it's a big intrigue story about that. Yeah. Looks interesting. On Netflix, four, oh. I think three out of five of these are on Netflix, actually. Oh, awesome. So like you can go see a whole bunch of these out there. Cool. And Abacus is on Amazon. Fun stuff. Oh, okay. Animated feature. Coco. All right. Adapted screenplay. Call Me By Your Name. James <laughs> Ivory. Yay. Lovely speech. An incredible speech. Um, gave props to Ismail Merchant, mm-hmm. who they both co-produced Howard's End. And um, I just like how he said, you awarding me is awarding those who helped me. Oh, yes. I mean, this is a man who's been in the business for three or four decades now and this is the first oscar he's ever won Mm -hmm. um i think what it was was it took somebody with a with a really awesome vision Mm -hmm. to take his script to the next level and as he pointed out actors to execute it impeccably yes original screenplay get out yay i i yelped so much when this happened i was just so happy i was so happy i wasn't because I had this feeling after that, which we'll get into later. I don't care. This was the this was the movie that deserved this award. Absolutely. And Jordan gave one of the best speeches of the night. Really, he did. Uh, he he did. It was lovely. It was it was nice. Uh, okay, actor in a supporting role. Let's before we jump into the actors. Can we say the montages were the shit? They were very good, except for that one semi weird military honoring one. Yeah, I don't. We just threw that out in the middle of the show, and we were like, "Are y'all trying to throw a bone to older viewers or conservatives?" I mean, or... to be fair, a lot of awarded films are are about the war. Yeah, wars in general. Um, it's, you know, it's rife with human stories and conflict. And so I, I'm fine with it. It seems a little strange. It felt, I don't, I think it was just, we didn't, where it was placed seemed odd. Well, there was literally no reason to do it. They just did it. I don't, whatever. I don't know. I I felt, I felt. I don't have a problem with it. It did. It just seemed like weirdly placed. I think if you want to do that, just do it as its own separate thing and don't do it at the Academy Awards because it doesn't fit. Whatever. Debbie Downer. (laughs) Womp womp. All right. Actor in a supporting role. No surprises. Sam Rockwell. Done. I got nothing. Yeah. Actress in a supporting role. Allison Janney. I win. 
Leslie Manville got robbed. She did. She deserved to win. More I thought about this, more I was like, no, neither her nor Laurie Metcalf were as good as she was as Cyril. Oh, I completely agree. When they were showing this clip, I was just like, yeah, it really should be Leslie Manville. It's not going to be, but it should be. And when they showed, well, just they showed that clip again of her, I will. I will run right through you. Mm-hmm. It was like, oh, 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 me. she's so good. Yep. Uh, she's not here to poke with any shit from Reynolds Woodcock. Um, and Allison Janey gave my favorite speech of the night. She gets up there. I did it all on my own. <laughs> Which is just, I like the laugh. And then she goes on to be like, nothing could be further from the truth. Uh, she goes through her list. And I just love Allison Janey. CJ Craig forever. Right. Actor in a leading role. Gary Oldman. No surprise. No, and there's some very hot sports opinions out in the, the internet world about this one. I, I, it really comes down to everyone agrees that Timothy Chalamet had the better performance, but that this is a career Oscar. And you know what? They've been doing this to women for years. Fine. Yeah. Fine. Again, Timothy's 24 years old. We're gonna see him. We're gonna see more from him. I'm. I. I, I can't. Be, I can't be upset that a 24 year old lost an Oscar. At one point, because there was there was a lot of grumping about that specific point mm-hmm. of career Oscars being yes. a problem across every category. True. Um, and I think, you know, people of color had a specific issue on the best actor category for the career Oscars coming in. People losing one year, then winning the next. And that hurting the ability to get new new faces in for representation. No, and I agree. What I think was interesting, as somebody pointed out, was like, but look at who wound up getting nominated in these categories, mm-hmm. and they are nipping at the heels. Yeah. It is so telling just how strong Daniel Kaluuya's yeah. and Timothy Chalamet's performances are to be able to say, yeah, Gary Oldman, we, we think Gary Oldman's going to win this, but in two or three years, we might not be saying that anymore. No, and I agree. Like, I mean, I don't have a problem with the best actor category. We had a problem with the Best Supporting Actor category, but I'm not going to be sad about a 24-year-old not getting an Oscar. Sorry. No, I'll be sad about that. It's just the broader It's the broader thing of, are we are we going to continue to give the older white dude with gray hair the, the award every time? Well, eventually they'll all be dead. So, <laughs> you know. I get it. Women outlive them anyways. <laughs> so, ha! Best Actress in a Leading Role. Frances McDormand. This makes me mad. Why does it make you mad? Because she's been winning every award outright. I, I don't care. Everywhere. Be- she, I don't think she's won it outright. But, I mean, I, that's in part because Lady Bird is in the comedy category. And a lot of times they're not going head to head. Yeah. Um, I don't think she has the best performance by a lot. Frances is wonderful. Frances is, it's a lot like Meryl Streep. She doesn't do bad work. She gave what I thought was one of the most awesome F yeah speeches of the night. She did do that. She did she gave the most politically charged speech of the night. She it think- was appropriate. It was fine. But I don't think she deserved the award at all. Which is why she was not my first nor my second choice. <laughs> my first choice. Yeah, I would agree with you. I um if I'm thinking like an Academy voter, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think I can see it. Um, especially with that movie, that m- she was Ultimately, the big her and Sam Rockwell, but she was the biggest bright spot in that whole movie, and the only moral character in there. Oh, she's not moral at all. That's true. She's like the least moral of them all. She's the one uh, punching people. Um, she's the one she attacked the dentist. She's the one who set things on fire. I mean, 
But she's also the person who the whole town ignored when her daughter was raped and murdered. Nobody ignored her. They just moved on. She didn't get her happy ending, so she's throwing a fucking fit. She's a horrible person. She needed closure on this horrible thing that happened in her life, which is why she's doing that. But somehow that is redeemable. It's like, no, you're a horrible person. Like, you just are. So is Sam Rockwell. But, you know, his performance was better than hers. Oh, you're actually, uh, you're really making me rethink that movie in a big way. Thank you. Thank you. Because, I mean, people tried to say that, okay, Laurie Metcalf's performance was so much better because her character was real as opposed to Alice and Janie's. And I'm just like, uh, no, they're just different. They're almost the exact same. Both, they're all horrible people. They're just horrible for different reasons. Yeah. Which is why Cyril should have won, damn it. She's also a horrible person, but uh, through no fault of her own. <laughs> <laughs> She's been hardened by having to deal with Reynolds. She was cursed because she worked on that stupid wedding dress. That's also, that's how that worked. Also, let me just say that Army Hammer should have fucking won supporting actor hands down. He should he should have been nominated. Yep. If he had been nominated, I would have been like, I want him to win. He would have been my number two choice. And if we had an Oscar for best speech, we could have given Stoolpark one. That speech during Call Me By Your Name is oh. just like, oh, oh, life's so I, good right I, now. I, well, it was one of those speeches where you're just like, I hope as a parent... I can I can articulate something to my I child. I can sympathize that way. with my child's emotions in that way. Yeah, like I can I can shepherd their feet. Oh, it's good. It's good. It was good. Oh, it's good. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so that's how I feel about Francis. <laughs> we have we have some strong strong opinions with the actress categories. You know what? It is what it is. Yeah. Uh-huh. I, I I I can't fix it. I'm not in charge. I'm not a voter. So there you go. Yeah. Director. Guillermo del Toro. I won. <laughs> I'm not quite happy about this one. Yeah, I knew I knew this was going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, you did. I yeah. did. I just, I thought Jordan did an amazing job. I really did. Um, but for me, it was really like the best part of that movie is that script. And there's no denying that. And the best part of Shape of Water is the direction. And I, I, I felt like that was a bigger deal than what Jordan did with Get Out. That's just what it came down to for me. But the more I think about it, mm-hmm. I don't know that I feel that same way. You know what? It's so hard for me to say. It really is because it's been so long since I've seen Get Out. That's fair. At some point, I really I mean, I have no time to do it, yeah. but I would love to take the time to revisit it because well, I it's feel on like... HBO, so... Because I feel like if I gave it another watch... Mm-hmm. With the background knowledge of it, I really feel like I would go, no, no, this is way more impeccably directed. Because I think there's so much detail that you, unless you've got the background for it, you're going to miss with Get Out. Well, there's so many choices. But but here's the thing. I shouldn't have to have all that knowledge to be able to recognize that the directing is good. And that is what you're hanging your hat on. So, is that, oh, it's got all these layers. Well, as a casual viewer, let's say I go to all of these films with no information about any of them. Who's doing it? Who directed better? All I have is the film in front of me. If we're going to go by that alone, it's not Get Out. It's Shape of Water. That's fair. And while I think there is an issue of the the story being inaccessible for a large majority of people, period. Okay. 
I would also, I'd also understand that. I could see why the Academy would vote mm-hmm. that way. And then I see why that's very hard to do when you're doing something groundbreaking. It's very hard to but, be able to get that across. But that's also why that film got best original screenplay. Right, 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 right. So no, I I'm, think, I, yeah, yeah, I, it was there's, never going to get both There's a real tension those. there. Yeah, it was never going to get both. And the big kahuna of the night, which I totally did, was not my first or second pick. And I nailed it, it on the head. It would have been my third. And if I had done a little better in the lower categories, this might have sealed the deal for me. Shape, Shape of, of Water, Water. one best picture. Which is fine. I'm not like I'm not like mad. It would have been my number three choice. We had that conversation. We had the same top three. We just had them in different orders. We did, but at the end of the day, I'm 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 not mad. I'm disappointed. Yeah. I, I am too. I'm really disappointed because I the only reason I thought this was gonna win mm-hmm. was because I thought that this was the safe choice for the Academy. That's fair. We had three top tier films. No, that's that's totally fair. I understand. They, they picked the safe one. I know a lot of people said they weren't gonna do Call Me By Your Name because like that's what we did last year with Moonlight. We don't wanna and, and I'm just like, okay, shut the fuck up. And then people. and then here's here's what came out mm-hmm. is that most people didn't see Get Out. They didn't watch it. They snubbed it and said, we're just not going to watch it. That's what it came down to. If you go read The Hollywood Reporter did yeah. a bunch of secret ballot stuff, and that's that's what's come out I, about that. I really feel that part of the criteria is you are not allowed to vote in a category if you have not watched all the films in the category. I think they need to start doing something to that effect. Because I think that's – I agree. That's part of the problem. What the Academy has revealed is they, they give a shit about the films they give a shit about. Mm-hmm. Well, it's always been the case. And, 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 and it's understandable – but there has to be a common sense change to that. And granted, there also has to be a common sense change of like people just going to the damn box office and saying, fuck you, Academy. We're just going to go see the movie we want to go see. Well, and that's happened. I mean, Jordan Peele has been very vocal about the fact that he would not, this would never have happened if people hadn't been so adamant about going to the movie and telling people to go to the movie. Yeah. And that's, I mean, this movie came out in May of last year. Uh, and it was a contender that. for best fucking picture. Because enough people raised hell, and rightfully so, to get it on there. And for me, like, I, that's also me sitting here saying, I still personally think that I, for me, Call Me By Your Name is a better movie than Get Out. And that's just a personal... That's okay. Th- that's no, a personal... That's, that's... I'm not a horror here's, movie here's person. Let's say if everybody who voted in the best picture category actually saw all nine films, yeah. and they picked Shape of Water, I'm not mad. It's just not the it's not for me it's not the best picture because you and I both have the same top three and maybe they had the same top three and when it came down to it they're just like you know what I just love Shape of Water the best that's really what it comes down to I just don't trust the Academy that's fine I'm really that I'm, is fine I'm the little black green cloud with them of course and I, I just I they they disappoint me every year that's not true no nah, not every year like in turn like here's the thing and Moonlight was a sea change last year that was an anomaly of anomalies absolutely and I. The only Oscar on here where I am not pleased is Frances McDormand. And I'm still uneasy about the supporting actress. And there have been years where I have wanted to throw things. <laughs> so it's probably in part because I've seen all the films and I, you know, my predictions were pretty accurate for the most part. I we mean, didn't I, do bad. No, we didn't embarrass ourselves and I won by one point. So that's not bad at all either. It's okay. I enjoy this game. I look forward to it next year. <laughs> and we do argue about these things but you know it's it, not like it doesn't define our lives we're gonna go to sleep just fine tonight I, it does in that this is our new job we've proven ourselves <laughs> <laughs> and so at starting in about july we'll have to be like all right 
what's going to be the Oscar bait this year? What are we going to go see? Oh, boy. <laughs> Which is kind of fun because that means now in the spring we can kind of be like, I want to see that movie. Let's go see it because it looks fun and stupid. True. Which True that. Which there is a time and a place for all of it. Oh, yeah. But right now it's time to go watch some stupid movies again. Well, to have some fun. Speaking of fun, mm-hmm. let's just talk about the show. It was surprisingly good. It, it did run long. It ended at 10.49. Oh, if only if only you had like one point down, I'd have won this thing outright based on the tiebreaker. Tie Correct. Oh, it was so close. But it didn't happen, so ha! Now nah, we got to the end. It just didn't happen. Nope. Uh, it was it was a good show. It I didn't feel like it dragged too much. We had a lot of featured older ladies, Which including was... Ava Marie Saint and Rita Moreno, held the audience in the palm of their hands. Absolutely, they're legends. They were brilliant. It was it was pleasant. It was lovely. Um, Jimmy Kimmel did a good job. Yeah, he was funny, but he also gave some impassioned calls, much like uh, some of the more serious monologues he's given on his show. Um, I feel like he had to do some of that, uh, otherwise he would have disappointed a lot of people. But he ended all of those with a good joke. Correct. Um, and he didn't go. He didn't go too long or too serious or too mean. Um, his political jokes were more lighthearted, like "Oh, hope. Oh, yeah, hope. She doesn't work at the White House anymore as of Tuesday." Um, that's those are fun. You know, that that he he did the job he was paid to do. He kept it going. It was light and fun. And on the sort of negative Nancy side of that, it also wasn't anything special. No. On the devil's advocate end. No, that's fine. I mean, it it wasn't groundbreaking. He didn't, you know, have laughed after. He didn't, like, get anybody really good. I think the best moment of the night probably came from Taraji P. Henson cursing Ryan Seacrest. Ooh, that was so great. Uh, yeah. They put Ryan Seacrest on a 30-second delay just in case anybody called him out on air. And they still aired that. Because she didn't say anything about him. Directly. No. No, but then she went to the next interviewer and they said how are you this evening wonderful now that i'm with you i was like oh taraji cursed you (laughs) great it's great whatever we were watching abc and watching michael strahan flub all over everybody so oh the abc does horrible red carpet coverage they just do whatever it didn't matter we didn't need anything special they try too hard to drum up the meaningfulness behind things and they had a vanity fair reporter who god bless her she was in a beautiful dress Mm -hmm. she looked gorgeous she could not be on television. Like, these questions in print would have been great because she would have been had the time to elaborate. But she did not know how to snap to a question and have fun with people. Was there, was there an actress who had a, a particularly beautiful dress that stands out to you? I gotta hand it to Meryl. Meryl looked beautiful. Meryl looked wonderful. Okay. And sometimes she's looked a little frumpy. Let's she, be real clear. Every now and then she gets a little madame. But to that night, she was just like, she was she on looked, she point. Beautiful. It was mm-hmm. great. Mm-hmm. And um, huge props to Sandy B and Nicole Kidman for having the most suburban mom recollection moment ever right before we hit the live television show. Yeah, it was a practical magic reunion. They were talking about drinking tequila yeah. during a movie shoot. I was like, you guys are soccer moms. This is hilarious. Very cute. Uh, my favorite dress of the evening, I believe, was Jennifer Gardner's. I, I was, she looked great. It was gorgeous. It was eye-catching. I'm like, I could wear that in my size. Oh, wait. No. I know who my favorite was. Ava Marie fucking Saint. She was gorgeous. Well, I, I feel very blessed that when I am old, my husband will still find me attractive. I know. 
She looked amazing. She did. Though. She looked beautiful. They she, had her dress perfectly. You know, when you get up there as a woman, it's a very fine line between trying to look young uh-huh. and looking, you know, like the lady from the nursing home they dressed up. And she looked beautiful. She looked beautiful. Uh-huh. Any any gentleman who had a particularly lovely outfit, too? Well, I think you have the same one as me. Army Hammer! God. That red velvet suit is... And then we had the line, Army Hammer has a hot dog cannon, which, um... Mm. Please go look that up on the internet. It's worth it. It's just worth all the lovely. There'll be so many memes. But also, just that phrase alone, after mm. seeing him and Call Me By Your Name, it's just like, ah, uh, well, yeah, no. He has a hot dog gun. I might leave you for him. I wouldn't blame you. <laughs> but what about Tom Hardy? Eh. Chopped liver. <gasps> no, he's, he's been dethroned. No, Army Hammer's the guy I go dancing with and flirt. Tom Hardy's the guy who I settle down with later. <laughs> I'm leaving you for Paul Rudd. <laughs> any Paul Rudd. In any given moment. Uh, it's not happening at all, but no. you know. Now, you and me in our tuxedo shirts to the end of time. <laughs> yeah, no, it was it was a good Oscars. Um, and it'll be interesting to see what comes around this next year. Hopefully, some more kick-ass, off-the-wall, we-never-expected-this stuff. Yeah, that'll be fun. So before we go, we're going to talk about what we are calling Season 2 of Macintosh and Mod Haven't Seen What. Uh, we're going to take the next two weeks off. Uh, we'll still be releasing podcasts on our Macintosh and Mod My Little Pony podcast. And the doghouse should be up and running. Riverdale should be back on the air. If I haven't thrown things at the TV to stop us from watching it. Yep. But we aren't going to be publishing any movies for the next two weeks because we, uh, we've got a new style we're trying out. Uh, this last year, we just kind of picked whatever had been on our long-standing list of you haven't seen this. Yeah. And so this year, we wanted to try doing a little bit more themes. So we've kind of looked at the year ahead, and we have broken out a few different categories that... Broken down different categories where we have different strengths and weaknesses, where mm -hmm. we each have different interests involved. Yeah, and, and just kind of, just to kind of keep it new and different and maybe next year we'll go back to the random stuff but this is what we want to try for season two and we're going to start on march 26th with what we're calling the love is in the air theme Ooh! so we're going to do six weeks of romance and musicals what which one are you most excited about you want to give people a preview or you want to leave it secret well we've got a couple things in the works uh, including a possible very special bonus episode Ooh. that is a tie-in with a podcast, another podcast. We'll keep that a secret until we know more. But I think the one I am the most excited for you to watch is She's All That. <laughs> I'm, I think I'm going to have a lot of fun watching you watch that. Do in a, in a good or a bad way? Um... All of the above. Okay. Do you have one from that series that you're excited? Well, I do. It's Harold and Maude. Yeah, I've never seen this. This might be my favorite movie about romance ever made. Okay. Now, it's been a while since I've mm -hmm. seen it, and I was a teenager at the time. Okay. 
but I think it's going to hold up. Yeah, I'm just, I'm excited for that one, and I'm excited to see how you feel about it. Okay. Because that could lead me down another entire rabbit hole with you. Hmm. Interesting. So yeah, so that's what we're doing for the next, that's what we're going to do for six weeks. Any other categories you want to announce before we yes. leap in? Uh, because, we, okay, so right after our Love is in the Air, we're going to do a very special Torture Diana with movies she's never seen. We're going to watch all. All? All of the Sean Connery James Bond films. How in the hell haven't you seen these? We will discuss that. On each one of these? Uh, we'll discuss it when we get there. Okay. Uh, but yes, uh, we we're, we had thought about doing action films, and we just kept getting drawn to Bond films. And we're just like, I have not seen anything before Pierce Brosnan. So... And that um, was religiously on television in our household. If a Bond movie came on, we were down to watch it. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I, I just... It's basic cable. That's the problem here. <sighs> Money. My, we used to say growing up, me and my brother would say that the the social hardships we had were that we didn't have a pool, we didn't have a dog, and we didn't have cable. It's tough. It was hard being us. It's tough being you. Yeah. So that's what's coming down the pipe. We got more plans after that, but I, I think we can leave that there. That's a, that's a good enough taste for that's, now for that's everybody. That's what we've got set pretty much in stone for right now. If you think there's another, if there's something in either of those that you want to make sure that you draw our attention to shoot us an email macintoshamod at gmail.com uh, you can find us on instagram you can find us on twitter uh, we've got a page on facebook we, you can find us everywhere yeah all right and so until next time guys two weeks bye That's it for this episode. Please take a moment to review and rate us on iTunes. And for questions and comments, drop us an email at macintoshandmod at gmail.com.